Hey guys, welcome back to the Safe Spend Invest podcast. This is your host, Bookie Smart, and I'm excited for today's topic. It is how to build your wealth strategy. And it's something that I've been thinking about a lot more the older I get. I just want to start to really think about building wealth for the long term. And I know that, especially for the listeners of this podcast, that is important for you guys as well to sort of start to plan what your life is going to be like in the next 10 to 20 years and how you can position yourself best to be set up financially. And so that, you know, you're not feeling like, oh my gosh, why didn't I start to do this when I was um, in my 20s? And a lot of you who listen to this podcast are actually in your 20s. So we're going to be talking about how to build your personal wealth strategy. I hope that this is useful and and really um, beneficial for you guys. And if it is, of course, please do let me know. Send me a DM, um, put this up on your story, leave a rating and review. Um, If you listen on Apple Podcasts, I will appreciate that so much. All right, let's get into it. So when you're thinking about wealth strategy, there are four things that I normally consider to be quite important and I'm going to run through them and also sort of run through um, four stages of financial independence and how those fit into each other. So first of all, when you're building your wealth strategy, you want to think about investments, right? I've, I've talked about this and I continue to talk about how important investing is and how it's not enough just to say that you're saving because you cannot save your way to financial freedom. You cannot save your your way to financial independence, okay? Financial independence is when your passive income, which is usually from your investment, starts to exceed your active income. And so saving even 100% of your salary is not sustainable because guess what? Once you stop having a job, then you don't have anything else coming in and you will start to quickly run out of savings. Whereas if you've invested, then you'd have the returns from your investment starting to, um, you know, support your lifestyle. And at a point, um, completely be able to take over your active income, which is the point where you can quote unquote retire early or you have hit financial independence. Now, of course, it's your choice as to when you would like to retire, all of that good stuff. But it is incredibly important that when you're thinking about what is your wealth plan, what is your wealth strategy, you're thinking first and foremost for investing and investing in the long term. And when I say long term, I'm thinking 10, 20, 30 years. I know that sometimes we can be very far removed from the future that we cannot physically see and from the future that just seems so far out of reach and out of sight. But you want to definitely start to think about that and more importantly, plan for that. So when you're investing in anything, don't just think, okay, if I put in a thousand pounds today in X number of companies or in X number of funds, you know, in two to three years, maybe I'll get back 1500 or, you know, 1600 or something like that. Start to think about with your investments, what are the companies that are really going to give you a good or great return for your money in 20 years time, in 30 years time, and then make sure that you're investing in those right companies. I always say to people, imagine, you know, starting the decade in 2000 and being an early investor in Amazon um, whilst you were like in your 20s or 30s and just sort of holding Amazon and riding it out, you know, through the financial crisis, through the dot-com bubble, 
um, and and just still holding on to Amazon up until 2020. And even if you then decided to sell Amazon in 2020, of course, you would have been a very, very um, rich person if you had put in quite a good sum of money. So those are the kind of investments that I would like you guys to start thinking about when you're investing, when you're making investment decisions is okay, these, this company that I'm investing in or these companies that I want to put money in and buy their shares and own a bit of, of a stock in them, in the next 20 years, do I think that they can produce a great enough return for me? Um, and if not, then maybe start to align your investment goals so that you're able to, again, create a more holistic strategy for your wealth plan long term. It's okay if you want to have some investments primarily for short term per se, but even with that, I usually recommend people to hold hold investments for at least five years so that you can ride out any losses any ups and downs and things like that um that normally come with just investing because of how businesses um work so that's the first thing to think about building um your wealth strategy for is investing number two if you can and i know that i've often said this before that there are two types of people in the world there are those who were born to start businesses and become their own bosses and there are other people who that's not really their thing that's not their style they just don't feel that need to want to go down the entrepreneurship route but i would still say that a way to build wealth and really when i'm talking about wealth i'm talking about a level where you're not just comfortable you know you're not just rich you're wealthy in terms of like your lifestyle in terms of the generational income and wealth that you have built up um, for decades to come after you generations to come after you so when i think about things like that i think about legacy i think about building scalable businesses right if you're not able or if you've you're not the type to want to go down the entrepreneurship route then you can think about joining um a a business in its early stages and i think that this is incredibly important especially um whilst you're still young because then you can really you can really benefit from the potential upside and the larger business gets, the more you're able to sort of step back and reclaim your time. And as you guys would know that I always say again, saving and money and all that and, you know, wealth is great, but even more greater than that is building and reclaiming back your time. So the older I get, the more I start to think about ways in which I can get my time back. What can I pay for? What can I delegate? What can I outsource so that I can have more time in my hands to do other things? And so for me, currently the stage of life I'm at, money is merely a means to an end. It is a resource. It is a tool that can get me to where I want to be, which is having more time to do the actual things that I love, charitable things, philanthropic things, and other things that and are not related to my day-to-day job um and so it's important for me that when I'm planning anything especially my wealth strategy that I'm thinking about legacy and I'm thinking about what will give me a return that is so large that I can literally live off that without having to go into the office without having to report to anyone and for me when I think that way I think about scaling scalable businesses either starting one and you guys may already know that I've already started a um a business a startup called Adaya House which is a fashion rental company and you know that is just one of the ways that I mean, that I kind of stumbled in accidentally rather than intentionally. But of course, when I decided that I was going to do that, that was one of the things that cropped up. It was like, 
if this can become an eight or nine figure business then look i'm sorted okay i am deuces to the corporate world i will go and retire in a small island and live my best life you know privately without anyone being able to contact me okay (laughs) that's my personal dream so what is what is yours and how are you going to get there so number two in building your wealth strategy think if you can either join a business uh you know a startup in its early stages and grow so that you're able to benefit from that large um return and large upside by owning shares in the company or being an early um investor in the company or if entrepreneurship is your bread and butter you love it you love the risk you love the adrenaline you love being on the edge you know then definitely think about building a scalable business and when I say scalable, I'm usually referring to possibly a tech business just because of the digital age that we're in and, and the fact that technology literally creates so many opportunities to scale massively. And so I don't like this idea of small businesses. I don't even like the term small businesses because what quote unquote is small today can stand the chance to become huge later and so start to see if you're already a person who owns a business start to see your business as more than just a small business start to see your customers as you know real customers that can help you grow largely rather than you know rather than these people that are like supporting you or like um you know helping you out like you are running a business that that has the chance to become eight or nine or ten figures um and scale massively to give you the life that you want to be living in of course this is completely dependent on your preferences and um the kind of life that you know you want to create for yourself but definitely think about that if you're going to own a business Number three in building your wealth strategy is real estate. So buying property is definitely a way to sort of preserve your capital and grow it over t- over the long term. Again, when I'm saying wealth strategy, I'm mostly thinking 10 to 20 to 30 years. What are the things that I need to get involved in to make sure that my future is financially taken care of, my family's future, the generation um, that, that will come before me, you know, all these things. When people talk about building generational wealth, these are the things you want to get into. And so property real estate is of course at the heart of this because and not just property to live in which is great and an achievement in and of itself um people who have managed to buy their own homes um especially whilst in their 20s and the early 20s that's amazing but i always encourage people to not just stop there don't think like that is the be all and end all if i can just get my hands on one property in the uk i'm sorted i've made it i've hit you know all the financial goals i don't need to do anything else it's like no that's just the start of it really you want to think about rental properties um think about properties that you can um buy to sell you can flip properties you can be the middleman you know but definitely have property in your wealth strategy because even though um you know the property market as with all investments really rise and falls this is a great way for you to actually hold capital and grow it through um capital appreciation so the you know the property you buy today might be worth 200k and in a couple of years say five years time might be worth 250k you can take that 50k out maybe go and put a deposit on another property and do the same thing over and over again 
but have that as part of your wealth strategy so when you buy your first property don't think oh my gosh finally huh you know i've been slaving to get this deposit and the fees and i finally gotten my property i can finally retire no what is your wealth strategy in 10 years time you know, would you be able to sell that property and make a decent amount of money? Do you even need to live in that property? You know, can you rent out one room and live in the other one? Um, so I want you guys to start to think about that. Number four, in building your wealth strategy, this one is a bit risky, but also has the large potential upside. And I mentioned it before, but investing in startups. So that's something that because I started a startup, I can now think about is becoming an investor in other startups and I have to say that of all the four this is probably the riskiest one because you can put you know you can save some money to become an investor so the same way you would put in a thousand pound five thousand pounds into the stock market or cryptocurrency or you know um, buying a property is the same way you can put in a thousand pounds five thousand pounds etc into being an angel investor in a startup or investing in a startup but it is highly highly risky right i don't know what the percentage is now what like 90 percent of businesses fail in their first three years you know that is literally like your money gone like there are very few instances where business um you know goes under and they're able to return um money back to all the investors it doesn't always happen so when it comes to investing in startups i put it here as a wealth strategy because i think that if you get it right you have a large large potential upside but of course doing this is risky you do stand to lose money probably most people lose money before they actually start to make money and it it, it probably takes a lot of time cost you know you have to do your research you have to get into the right networks you have to invest in your networks and your relationships so that they put you on the right deals but if that's something that tickles your fancy that's something that you maybe already have an eye an eye for maybe you're the kind of person who spots good opportunities um you know that's what you're great at then that's something that you want to include in your wealth strategy so four things that will that you should think about when building your wealth strategy one investing for the long term think 10 to 20 to 30 years two building a scalable business or joining one in its early stages three buying property real estate not just to live in it but you know rental income buy to sell flipping etc and for investing in startups. So those are the four ways that I would say are how to build your wealth strategy. So now I'm going to talk about sort of the four stages in financial independence and the acronym for it, and this was already on my Instagram, so you can see it there as well, is called LIFE, L-I-F-E. And we're going to actually work backwards in the spelling of LIFE. So E is for expenses. In this stage of achieving financial independence, you're just meeting your daily expenses. That is your current priority. You're trying to just find a job so you can survive, so you can get your head above water. And so you can pay for, you know, um, you can pay your bills, you can pay for a place to live. And your priority and focus here is just either reducing your expenses as far as you can or increasing your income so you can, you know, keep your head afloat. That's one. Number two in the LIFE acronym um, and the second stage of financial independence is favorites, F. 
Favorites also mean preferences. At this stage of financial independence, you have your basic needs met and you're making enough money from your jobs, your businesses, your investments to make certain choices. So here is when you start to travel a little bit more, you start to buy a new car. Um, you might think about putting your kids in private school or in better schools essentially. Um, but here your focus is that you have enough disposable income to spend as you want. You can start to pick and choose things. The difference between expenses versus favorites or E versus F is that a lot of people, especially in their early 20s, are actually actually in expenses um, in that stage of financial independence where they're acting like they're in the favorite stage. Okay, you start to see people, especially in, you know, in social media, they're flexing, they're buying designer bags, they're buying the nicer cars and all of these things that they probably cannot afford. Or even if they can afford it, they can probably be using their money to um, to grow their capital and actually increase their wealth so that they can get to the favorite stage. And so if you're that kind of person who you're actually just trying to keep your head above water by the same time, you know, your credit card is letting you flex a little bit you want to I mean try and get to the favorite stage so that you can have more disposable income and actually really start to treat yourself which there's nothing wrong in doing I always say to people that life is all about seasons and stages and you just need to know where you're at and act and act in the right way for for the stage that you're at. So if you're in the expenses stage, nail that down, get the job that you need to do, um, you know, reduce your expenses, try and get better paying jobs if you can, maybe start a side hustle or two, maybe start a business. But essentially your focus here is just, can I cover my expenses and survive? When you get to favorites and you have you know, certain luxuries that you can afford, certain preferences, you can start to pick and choose. Okay, I want to travel three to four times a year. I want to buy a new car. I want to maybe if you're renting, change where you're renting. If you're renting with friends before, maybe now you can afford your own apartments or maybe you're in a position to even buy your own property. You know, all these things come as you're moving through the stages in life and you're going towards financial independence. So the next stage is independence, that is I. And here, when you have hit actual independence, then your investments are quite significant and the returns that you're making from them are actually enough for you to live on which means that technically you can actually stop working or trading time for money because you have hit financial independence. This is what we're working towards a point where your investments are significant enough that they actually surpass how much you make in a day job. And therefore you no longer need to work or you don't need to trade your time in for money. So if you're in a job that you hate or in a job that you just don't see yourself doing for forever, you don't have to stay there, okay? And that is the third stage of financial independence. The fourth stage and really where, you know, sort of gets you to towards the end of your life or not even necessarily the end of your life, but just at the point where you're like, okay, I've made the money, now what? The, the last stage for um, getting to financial independence is legacy. 
is legacy. So L is for legacy. And that's when you're thinking about how to protect the wealth that you've built, how to structure it. Um, your, your conversations are now um, with like professionals and how to manage the money that you've made. You start to think about trust and funds for your kids. You start to think about charitable things, philanthropy, wills, and, and getting all of these things done so that essentially whatever happens after this point you've basically covered your family and this is really where the money is at a legacy and a lot of people especially a lot of older people in their 40s 50s they don't think too much about this i feel like a lot of people wait until they actually retire before they you know they're thinking about a will but actually when you get a mortgage these are some of the things that they actually ask you to start to think about is like okay in the event that anything happens to you who is going to pay the mortgage and these are real questions that you need to start thinking about regardless of how how old you are you know and that's where you want to get to in terms of financial independence is once you actually get to a point and you can get to that point even in your 30s or your early 40s where your investments are significant enough that the returns you make from them are enough for you to live off on and also cover your family and the generations after you then you want to think about okay what will my legacy be how much do i want to leave my kids how much do i want to leave my grandkids you know so that is essentially the four stages um, to get to independence and working backwards i'm gonna say it again e is for expenses usually early 20s mid 20s maybe f is for favorites so you're probably in your late 20s early 30s you know you have preferences i is for independence you might be in your 30s to 40s at this point um or maybe even in your um 30s if you're lucky and then you have legacy as well so those are the four stages of independence with the acronym life and that concludes today's episode on how to build your wealth strategy so i hope that this was useful for you guys as always let me know if this was useful um, by taking a screenshot putting this on your story letting me know what you think about it sharing it with a friend leaving me a rating and review if you're listening on apple podcast because child it, it doesn't cost you anything you know you can you can do it right now you can do it right now and in fact do it right now because why not um i'd appreciate i'd appreciate it a ton so that would be great if you could please leave me a rating or review and yeah until next time i will see you guys in the next episode thank you for listening bye